on this podcast, I'm most often talking about the lessons I've already learned. I'm on the other side of something and I can step by step the information for you with ideas and concepts related to IBD, concepts that I'm comfortable teaching because I have broken them down and reconfigured them to best teach you. But today, I don't have a tutorial. I don't have a how-to. It's more of what I would call a show and tell. I'm in the middle of this one with you. And hopefully today, we can grow and learn together. You're listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, dear one, we meet again. Karen with you on an especially introspective episode of the Cheeky Podcast. We've had a crazy COVID week at our house. I am hoping it's all winding down. This is our first time with the virus. Three out of the five of us had it. I'm not part of the three and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, I've got my fingers crossed over here. I'm hoping that it stays that way. Because COVID is an unrelenting beast and it affects everyone differently as I'm seeing in my own house. And I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But I hope, I really hope that your experience with it, if you have an experience with it, I hope that it's mild and I hope that it's quick. When will we finally move beyond COVID? The whole world, when will we move beyond COVID. What a long, strange trip it's been. Today's episode is what I would call a mindset episode. I get really excited about these episodes because I love talking about mindset and IBD. We talk a lot on the Cheeky Podcast about using food, about supplements, alternative remedies. But one thing that we don't get into enough is how our mind can make the biggest impact. It's something that I've been learning more about lately. It was always there for me. I mean, I'm a psychology major. And in fact, my training in graduate school was in a field called medical family therapy. So the medical side of the mind, how the mind works and how we can use our mind to our healing benefit, it's always been there as something that I'm really fascinated by. But it wasn't until I started having some health challenges again, and I realized just how much the mind plays a significant role, even in areas that are unconscious, but yet still ingrained in us. Let's start our IBD mindset conversation with a scenario. I have a scenario for you. One that probably happens to you on a daily basis. It's when someone casually asks you, how are you? How are you? (laughs) Maybe it's a 
friend or a coworker or your boss. Maybe it's the nurse at the doctor's office when you're getting checked in. Maybe it's the checkout worker at the grocery store. Besides the perfunctory response we always give, which is, say it with me, I'm fine, how are you? Or I'm good, how are you? Silently, after hearing that question, we may look inside. It ha- it's very, very quick. It happens in a split second. It's so unconscious. It's so brief that we barely know it's happening. And we think, how am I really doing? And the answer to that question, it is so automatic. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with how we are really feeling. It's in moments like these that we instantly, well, it happens so fast, it's instant. We instantly mentally flip back on our day, on maybe the last couple days, on maybe the last week, and we think, how many times have I been stuck in the bathroom? How much fatigue do I have? Is my belly aching? Am I bloated? Am I gassing? Am I gassy? You fill in the IBD symptom that plagues you. And that's how we judge our honest response. If we were to actually give the real response out loud, that's how we judge. How are you doing? And like I said, it happens so instantaneous. It's so unconscious that it all happens before we even realize we're doing it. Right? The response comes out really quickly. I'm fine. How are you? But then instantly there's an unconscious thing happening in our brain saying how am I really I know I'm not really answering that question truthfully and how am I really feeling and that part of how am I feeling it's 100% related to what our IBD what our Crohn's and colitis is doing because that's how I know how I'm doing that's the way I was playing it too until very recently when I started consciously thinking about my immediate reaction to this question, how am I doing? Why was I equating my mood solely on what my Crohn's was doing? Why was I giving my illness so much power? Why was I letting IBD dictate how I was showing up in the world, especially when I felt bad? What if I could separate who I am my mood, my state of mind, my outlook on life from the state of my IBD. Could I even do that? Could I separate this? Could I separate these thoughts and feelings from my IBD? Even when my IBD was showing up in nasty ways? Could I get asked that same question? How are you? And answer after a quick mental flip, could I answer with an honest, I'm great. Even if I felt like my IBD had betrayed me that day, could I do that? Well, there's this concept called toxic positivity. Have you heard about this term before? Toxic positivity? It's all the buzz lately. And I'm digressing just a little, but I'm going to bring it back, I promise. Psychologically minded experts, they talk about how just having a positive attitude, and especially... An overly optimistic attitude can actually be detrimental to your well-being. It's called toxic positivity. So my life might be in the skids, but I'm on top of the world and nothing's going to get me down. And today is another 
great day. I'm just feeling fantastic. <laughs> we all know those people. Isn't the world just the most beautiful place? And I am lucky to be alive and in it. We know those people. They're so freaking happy. Their world is rainbows and unicorns. And the honest truth is that after five minutes with people like that, we just want to smack the positivity, the toxic positivity, off of their face. That's being really honest. It just, it just grates on you. When I'm talking about separating your IBD from your outlook on life, I'm not talking about toxic positivity here. I am not talking about a false or an inflated sense of peace or happiness or positivity. Sure, your life may suck, but smile and the whole world smiles with you. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm pondering for just for myself and I'm proposing for you is not this. What I'm talking about is about developing a real sense of self, a real sense of self that includes the highs and the lows. But those highs and lows, they aren't constantly dependent on the state of our IBD. Does that make sense to you? I don't know. You might have to replay that, hit the back button and replay that one more time. I really hope that it makes sense. It's not about pretending we don't have IBD. It's about having a real life, the good and the bad. A life that's not centered around IBD at every turn. Because what I'm realizing lately is that this pattern of equating how am I doing is way too enmeshed with my IBD symptoms or my non-IBD symptoms. And it's giving IBD way too much power over me. And I'll tell you something, the last thing that I am going to do is give that son of a bee disease is more power. That is the last thing I'm going to do. But let me get one thing straight. The state of your Crohn's and colitis, it does matter, right? That I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It matters. The fact that we have this illness at all, it matters. Our body has betrayed us. The body that we've come to depend on, to rely on, it's heartbreaking to say, but it's betrayed us. And let's just sit with that. For, let's sit with that for just a moment because admitting that to ourselves, that's huge. I mean, think about it. Think about the betrayal and the vulnerability that one feels when someone breaks into their home and steals their personal belongings. Is that something that's ever happened to you? It's a betrayal of your personal world that is supposed to be safe. It's kind of like what's happened to our body with Crohn's and colitis. It's a betrayal of the highest order. Our body is supposed to be there for us, to keep us healthy and safe. And in one fell swoop with this diagnosis, we were betrayed by the entity closest to us in the world, by our own body. But that's our body, the physical vessel that carries us, that carries around who we really are. It carries that thing around. It's literally the physical part of us that's carrying who we are from one place to the next. 
What about our soul, our essence? And if you don't want to get spiritual or metaphysical about it, your personality, the unseen but ever-present thing that makes you, you. Now, I know I'm getting a little otherworldly, a little into the otherworldly realm here. Some might even call what I'm talking about religious. And for some, that might be just stepping on too many toes. But for me, this isn't religious at all. It's not a religious principle. You are a being, a physical being with the housing you carry around you all the time. IBD has infected that part of you, your body. But the inner you, the invisible, beautiful soul within, your personality, your compassion, your motherhood, your beliefs, your ability to experience happiness, gratitude, sadness, and empathy, I'm suggesting you see this as completely separate from your IBD. Because when you do, when you separate you from your IBD, you might begin to remove yourself from the judging and the basing, how are you? That question, how are you, on your illness alone? We never set out to do this. We never consciously think, I'm going to let Crohn's or colitis be my identity. But slowly, over time, it happens. And it's time to break that cycle. I'm trying to break that cycle. And I hope, I hope that you'll join me. And like I said at the top of the show, this is really a new outlook for me. This comes after having some hard times with Crohn's lately and noticing that it was impacting every part of my life. I was letting it drag me down, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And this thought that maybe I could separate who I truly am, what mood I'm feeling, how I show up in the world, it didn't come to me in this aha moment or this sudden, oh my gosh, I have an epiphany. But it slowly over time, over the last few months, I started to see that this illness was dragging me down. And I wasn't just letting this happen passively. I was the one attaching myself to the anchor at the bottom of the sea. So the bottom line here for me is threefold. It's three powerful ways of showing up in the world, despite a diagnosis that betrayed your body. And these three statements, they go like this. I am not my illness. I am not my body. My identity is more than my IBD. It's as simple as that, and it's as complicated as that. I am not my illness. I am not my body. My identity is more than my IBD. When you fully embrace these three statements, I mean at your core, at your heart, embrace the hell out of this way of thinking, not just towing the party line, but your soul embracing this. You are not your... Crohn's. You are not your colitis. You realize that it doesn't need to dictate how you show up in the world. When you remove that, you remove that stigma of how you show up in the world. It doesn't need to dictate your mood. You are not your body. 
you are not your body. Who you are is invisible. It's beautiful. It's unadulterated. It's pure. And it's freaking fabulous. So now the question becomes, how do I go about separating myself from my IBD? How do I rip apart this crazy glue of an unhealthy relationship that I'm tethered to? And like I said, this is a work in progress for me. In the past, I found it easy to create distance from Crohn's when I'm in remission, right? That just makes sense. But when symptoms are raging, when half your day is taken up by IBD-related crap, when the physical body is betraying you, how do you separate yourself from this truly dysfunctional relationship? There is some actual research on this. It's really fascinating on this illness attachment state, this showing up in the world as if you are your illness, the inability to separate the essence of you from your disease. Scientists call it psychological ownership. And sure, some psychological ownership can be a motivator to help you get well, but this ownership drags who you are on the inside, down with it. And now it's time to look in the mirror and start to make some changes. So how do we do this? How do we go about putting some distance between IBD and who we are at our core for the betterment of our own experience on this planet and for this one life that we've been gifted because we deserve to have a good life? we can start by asking ourselves a few questions, right? Insight always happens with the questions. Question number one, who was I before my IBD diagnosis? Who was I before my IBD diagnosis? What was important to me? What lit me up and what brought me down? Who was I and how has that changed now? How has that changed now post-diagnosis? Prior to my diagnosis, I would have told you that I was going to be a dancer. That was my lifelong dream, my goal. I didn't know if I was going to dance on Broadway or if I was going to own my own studio or teach at college, but I was going to be a dancer. It was my life before IBD. But to be really honest with you, I was also self-absorbed and I was self-centered and sure I was 14 when IBD came into my life, but I was on a path to lead me to what I thought of as a carefree, uncomplicated, but honestly not really fulfilled kind of life, not as an appreciated life as the life that I have actually turned out to be. So who were you? Who were you before your diagnosis? The good and the bad. Have your friendships changed since you were diagnosed? Has your relationship with your partner changed? What parts of who you were before IBD came into your life? What parts of you would you bring forward into your post-diagnosis world? What parts would you bring forward if you could? And even in the smallest of ways, actually, it's about finding the most small but significant ways. Those are the ones that are most precious. So I'm not a professional dancer, and I probably never would have danced on Broadway, IBD or not. But dancing, it is still a capital H, huge 
part of my life 30 plus years later. Dancing is when I feel freest. Dancing is when I connect with my soul. Dancing is when identifying with IBD, it truly leaves and magic, magic is all I feel on the inside. And the cool thing about life post-diagnosis is that we can embrace some of the freedom that we have, some of the freedom that IBD gives us. Some of the societal norms that most people follow, we have an excuse to say, no, uh uh-uh, no. And many, many women in our society, it takes them years to be able to say no. No, I don't want to do that. Maybe they get comfortable with it, maybe comfortable in their skin saying no by their 40s, some 50s. But we get to embrace no earlier. Because protecting your energy, protecting your precious time, it becomes a hot commodity when you have Crohn's and colitis. It means saying no when others might feel obligated to say yes. And it also means that because we are faced with so many challenges, we learn to appreciate the small miracles in our life. The little joys that others they might never notice or they might just take for granted. So who were you before you were diagnosed? What did you forget to bring forward into your new life? What do you want to leave behind? Like the yes pleasing gene that so many women have? And what seeds can grow out of this challenge? Like an appreciation for small wonders and little things like... I don't know, it might be a warm blanket that just feels like it's giving you a hug or finding extra, like an extra roll of toilet paper in your bathroom when you thought you ran out. Just crazy little things like that that just make you smile, that you have an appreciation of that others don't. I am working on answering these questions I just asked of you. I'm working on that right now. And I hope that this question calls to you to do the same. All right, I have question number two for you. And question number two is, do I make myself my illness? Do I make myself my illness? Is the best character describer of you, you know, Karen, you know, um, the one with that gut disease. Karen, the one with the Crohn's disease. My illness, my disability. Is IBD your only identity? It is if you choose it to be. How can you flip the script on your health challenge? And sure, it's yours. You're suffering from it. It's yours. But it also doesn't need to 100% define you. It doesn't need to 100% be your identity. How can you separate from your IBD? I hope that when someone meets me for the first time, that they remember me for other things. Other things besides the fact that I have this gut disease. There's more to me. There's more to you. And it's important that we're putting all of our gifts out into the world. Okay, last question. Question number three. Am I letting IBD dictate my mood? My every feeling? How I show up in the world? I I know what this is tough because this is the one I'm really struggling with. It's so tough for IBD not to dictate your mood or your thoughts 
about how you're doing and what value you can bring to any situation. It can be completely unconscious. You might not even know that this is actually happening. It takes real introspection to figure this out. When IBD takes over our day, it takes over our soul, our essence, our personality. This becomes our default mode. To break this cycle, it takes careful thought. It takes energy planning. It takes finding peace and happiness in small, teeny, tiny crevices, small places to get beyond your Crohn's and colitis, the part that's dragging you down with it. So maybe you don't feel up to going out on date night with your partner. And that is absolutely understandable. But that doesn't mean that we need to give up on the concept of date night altogether. How about sitting in bed with your partner, watching streaming something, watching Netflix, even pausing the show when you need to use the bathroom, or sitting with your heating pad if your belly feels like you inhaled a soccer ball. In my family, we call that soccer ball belly. So feeling like you inhaled a soccer ball and probably looking like it too, but the heating pad helps and you can have that date night while you're still taking care of yourself. Possibly you missed your kiddo's big game because you just didn't feel up to leaving the house. And I know this one firsthand. I missed my son's soccer tournament a couple weeks ago. But I sat with him while he shared with me the play-by-play from the video on my hubby's phone. Oh, thank God for technology, right? Isn't it the best for situations like this? My kid was so excited to relive those moments that he made that I felt like I was there. And now I can press play as often as I want and I can enjoy those moments over and over again. When IBD dictates your mood, your life, how you show up in the world, it's a good sign that you have not been taking care of yourself in terms of self-care. Your self-care has probably taken a hit. In what small ways can you pamper yourself? And yes, you're going to pamper your body with a bath, with a walk in nature, with five minutes of quiet time. But really, the bigger benefit, it's going into your soul. The smell of the candle. The feel of the bubbles in the bath. The sights and sounds of nature. The inner peace that the quiet brings. These things don't just invigorate the body, they invigorate the soul. And a happy, well-tended soul is able to separate their physical state from how they are truly feeling deep, deep in their soul. And this separation, this mind-body separation, this separation of your illness with who you truly are at your core It takes conscious thought. It takes practice. It takes patience with yourself. It takes grace because you're going to falter. And it takes B plus mom effort. And I am working on all of this, especially on days when I don't feel well. So I've created mantra guides, words, phrases that just stay with me as I work through and I try to get better at this much needed separation between 
IBD and who I am. And my favorite mantra right now is, I am not my body. I am not my body. That's why it's the title of this episode. I am not my IBD body. Conscious thought practice, that is also something that's really helpful as well. Conscious thought practice, it involves being receptive to what the universe is telling me and then taking it in consciously and reflecting that light back out into the world. Conscious thought practice, it can involve getting myself into kind of a meditative state and talking in the positive words of affirmation that feed my soul so that I know what I'm truly feeling. It helps me separate what is happening with my body and what I'm truly feeling and not letting my body dictate the terms of my emotional state. So I thought that it would be helpful to leave you today by setting both of our minds on the right path as we move forward with our day. I thought that we'd go through one of these conscious thought exercises so that you can really feel just how powerful they can be. This is one I created for you and you can feel free to come back to it. You can come back to it anytime when, whenever you need a pick me up or a gentle reminder that you are so much more than your IBD. So if you're just hanging out or if you're listening today and you're doing chores, take just a quick break with me and close your eyes. Take a deep breath and let it out. And if you're driving or you're walking, you're at a place where you can't close your eyes, let's just go ahead and take a collective deep breath together anyway. And let's let it out. You can let these words, if you're doing something where you have your mind has to be active on it, you can let these words just passively wash over you. If you're at a place where you can stop, then definitely stop. Either way is good. You'll get some benefit from either way. Okay, here we go. You are not your illness. You is inside. You is the real inner unseen you. It's your soul, your essence, your personality, your her. The her in you may have to shift to make room for IBD sometimes, but you are still in there. Serve your soul just as you serve your IBD. Nurture her and she will give back to you tenfold. You are not your body. You are the living, breathing bounty of all the goodness in the world. You are worthy of love and praise and grace and beauty, happiness and stillness. You are worthy of genuine care and emotion. Your identity is more than the woman with IBD. It's okay to wonder who you are without your diagnosis. And it's okay to feel fearful about the unknown of who this person is, of who this person is yet to become. Let the unknown fear in. 
It's okay to feel fearful about the known fear. Fearful about what you are dealing with. What you are living with on a daily basis. Let the known fear in. Every ache and pain I experience may not be related to my IBD because I am a whole person with other challenges and other life experiences. My diagnosis does not own me. I am open to discovering who I am apart from IBD. I am not my illness. I am not my body. My identity is more than the woman with IBD. I will find light. I will find hope. I will find balance. I will find health. I will find me. Namaste, dear one. This is the perfect way to end today. Come back to this when you need a gentle reminder of all that you are, all that you are destined to be. It's just going to be waiting here for you. Until we meet again, I am wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Thanks for joining me today. Chat soon.